Warning, spoilers for the Mass Effect trilogy. I should go. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another episode of Adventure. This week, we are doing one of my favorite settings of all time, which is Mass Effect. And not out of laziness, but out of... No, it's part laziness and part the feeling that someone else would get it wrong. I have let Becca run Mass Effect this week. Uh, you guys will probably remember Becca from Pokemon episodes and some episodes of Never Tell Me the Pods. All right. How are you doing, sis? Doing great. How are you doing? Can we said this more stiffly? Yeah. I feel like we are incredibly stiff when we're recording. It's because I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. Why don't you talk a little bit about your projects, what you want to plug, who you are, what do you do? Uh, my name is Becca McFarland. I am an archivist for a bunch of nuns, the Sisters of the Living Word. I don't know why I'm plugging the nuns, but they're great people. This is all good stuff. <laughs> This is good I am, radio. I am also a bookbinder, and I make handmade journals in addition to repairing books. You can find me at McFarlandBookRepair.com or on Etsy at Lirin Journals. Awesome. And directly to... And what are you doing this week? What's your role here? I will be playing the role of Commander Shepard slash everyone else. Awesome. Uh, and she's al- also going to be jamming. And we're, we have our own special version of Everyone is Shepard, which we will be eventually releasing in the secret archive that definitely doesn't exist. Uh, and directly to Becca's right is... Uh, my name is Alex Ferroni. I, this is my first time podcasting ever, so I'm... Oh, no! <laughs> Sorry. I don't really know what to say, so... What do you do? Um, I'm a software programmer by trade, a nerd by... Night calling. You're nerd by day too, Alex. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'll he's be also pl- an awesome cook. Oh, sure. Oh, he's real good. Like, um, like, holy crap, you guys. I'm playing Gareth Vicarian. Yeah? Huh? Um, who are you? Oh, I'm Sarah Stout. Um, I, by trade and by day and sometimes by night, I am a colonel defense attorney for children. It Chicago. sucks when it's by night. Um, it sucks when it's by night. And I also um, am a nerd all the time. Um, I have two podcasts other than my various wanderings through adventure i have a podcast where i review things with a bunch of awesome people that's called the immortals and i have a podcast where me and a lawyer friend take movies and then talk about how the law works or doesn't work with them and that's called ad absurdum awesome and this week you are playing oh yeah i'm playing jack Exciting. Hi, I'm Darcy Ross. Uh, I've been on Adventure once before, and it was amazing, so I'm super excited to be back. I am. I recently uh, got hired as Monty Cook Games Community Relations Coordinator, Woo! so I'm, I'm uh, fraternizing with other game systems right now, don't tell my boss. Uh, and by day, sometimes I'm a scientist, some too, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's happening? Uh, so I'm basically just as confused as my character, Tali. Uh, you know, early Tali. I'm, I'm basically an early Tali, and I'm hoping someday to be, to like, late, realized, confident, and beautiful Tali uh, Vos Normandy. So that's my hope. My name is Liz Brodzinski, and this is my first adventure. But <gasps> I know. Um, but I have a podcast that I do with my boyfriend, Aaron Amendola, called The Cooperatives. It's very and cute. It's very cute and disgusting. Um, but we talk about playing cooperative games with a significant other. So it's really fun. 
And I will be, oh, during, during the daytime when I'm not talking about games, I'm actually a trademark lawyer. Uh, so I will be playing Dr. Liara Tassoni today. Awesome. Thanks, Liz. Uh, I guess I just realized that half the table is lawyers, which is. That's super weird. <laughs> That's super weird. We tend to um, flock together, I yeah. think. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Pranks Paul, uh, though you're not your GM this week. Um, I will be playing Dr. Morden Solis, the infallible genius. Um, I don't want to get typecast or anything, but. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you're the worst. <laughs> And I am really, really excited to do Mass Effect because Mass Effect is dope as hell. Uh, and it's one of those things where I know a medium amount about it, but I'm not like into deep lore the way some of the other people at the table are. So I'm excited to just sort of, you know, be along for the ride, which will be really, really fun. Um, but before we actually get into the game, I thought it might be fun to do a little bit of an icebreaker. As Darcy suggested, we should talk about who our romance options were in Mass Effect and like maybe who the most significant romance option was. Uh, who wants to start? I can start because... <laughs> I'm playing my romance option. Yes. (laughs) Not to get weird or anything, but I actually ended up romancing Liara every time that I could. Mm -hmm. Just once you kind of start with her, it's easy to just stay with her forever. So, yeah, that's what I did. She's a lovely young woman. Darcy? This is so embarrassing because I'm not forget. I'm forgetting the name of one, which is horrible. So uh, is it I I've been uh, no, I, I would never forget Thane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first, I romanced Caden because he was so broken and puppy dog eyed and was so sad. And I just, even though he was so boring, I had <laughs> yeah. to I had to be there for him. <laughs> so that was my first one. And then he spurned me in Mass Effect Two. And then I found another broken and hurting and darling, beautiful boy who I love much more, uh, who is Thane. And then he, spoilers, dies on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in Mass Effect 3, I decided to, to uh, well, I kind of got my heart stolen, and uh, but also I decided to date someone who probably was less likely to die on me. So I dated um, Morton. No, <laughs> <laughs> the the Aww. the woman who's uh, your at at your ship um, trainer. Trainer. Samantha Trainer. Samantha Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confusing her with the the Dragon the Age equivalent of that. Oh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm yeah. just. So yes, so Samantha Trainer who plays chess, and also I was femshep. That's important. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, mm. uh, were you femshep? I was or? femshep. Also, okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, I have a really embarrassing thing about RPGs, which is that my romance <laughs> options track a really predictable pattern in which when I am not in a relationship and I play the game, <laughs> I date whoever is like the puppy dog, wonderful, will love you forever option, and whenever I am in a committed relationship, I date the like. Sexy pansexual assassin character. Oh my gosh. Pick your poison. That's so good. So, based on when the games came out in my own romantic history, I dated Caden Thane Caden. Oh my gosh. uh, um, Yeah, my Dragon Age choices similarly are Alistair, Zev, and Iron Bull. Uh Wow. That makes sense. It really is a notable thing. but no, I also loved Thane. He was a good, good boy, and I, I, I left him for Caden because I needed to, to, to heal my wounded heart <laughs> because I had a lot of feelings. I almost went back to Caden. I won't yep. lie. So I understand. I romanced Liara and then Tully and then Tully again in the third game, um, and I played male ship. Tell uh, them the name of your character, Alex. Oh my Alex. god, this is my secret shame. Is it Alex? No, thank that goodness. Would be, that's the worst. That, that, would, the worst. that would be the worst. Uh, though this is a very close second. Oh no. Um, I got this game like 
Mass wow. Effect 1 went like immediately after it came out and I had no idea what kind of game it was. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the heady days None. of 2008. There's We're a very good then. preamble to this story <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm here like, for this. Uh, He's reddening. Just oh, yeah, no, it. no, just because, wait, this is horrible. Um, I remember sitting and like trying to come up with a name and eventually I was like, oh, this doesn't even matter. Like, I just need to choose something so I can actually get through. And so I chose the most obvious name ever, which was Weapon. Weapon <laughs> Shepherd. The worst. That's incredible. <laughs> Weapon Shepherd. Web Shep. Web Shep. Web Shep. Shep. There you go. Oh my um, God. That, that is the most positive spin right. I think he could put on that. I think that, oh, that, that ended like up it. being a little bit prescient, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I think that's where my head was at. I was like, this. I'm just going to be shooting things. Like, what more is there? What, what more could there be to this right. game? Right. Like, uh-huh. I have no, no idea what it is. Yeah. So. yeah, that's true. During the time of the first Mass Effect, it's un. It's hard to. It would have been hard to predict that this became an amazing sci-fi right. like uh, space opera franchise with like deep moral choices and like mm-hmm. a huge yeah. philosophical yeah. question. Fair enough. And you were like you were Brochep, so yeah, yeah. And I was Brochep because I didn't know either. So me neither. So I have played. God, where do we narrow this down? Right? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, aren't, you in a, aren't you in a Mass Effect game right now? You're gonna have to leave a lot of me on the cutting room floor because this is gonna be like the next forty minutes. No, um, <laughs> that's good. That's more content. <laughs> <laughs> I have played through each shepherd. I have three shepherds. I've played through three times, and the way I do it is I play Mass Effect one and two once each, and then I play Mass Effect three twice each, mm-hmm. uh, just because I like being elite with that game plus. Um, the first time I played... Wait, so how uh-huh. many, can, you, can we do the math of this yeah, again? Is that, is that 12 Mass Effect 3s? Maybe. <laughs> no, 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 it's no. three characters, so it's six Mass Effect 3s. Six threes. Mass Effect 3s, yeah. Oh, um, I will say that on my, what is it, I guess it's Origin that they use. Is it Origin? That yeah. 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 On Origin, it used to be my highest hour game. It was in at like three something. And then I played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. So I was say, like, that, that just the once will so, do it today. Yeah. <laughs> and I played Inquisition twice. So, um, oh, yeah. But anyway, the first time that I played, I had a, I stayed with Caden all the way through because similarly, I'm like, you are very boring <laughs> and such a nerd. Wait, what all did right. you do about Mass Effect Two though? Uh, moped, moped, moped. Yeah, I, I put, I, I, she, what she does, she goes into the shower, she takes a shower, she comes out, like looks longingly at the photo, and yep. then I assume goes and takes a nap because it's hard being shepherd. Oh, wow. Um, but it was really difficult because Thane was there. So the second uh-huh. time I went through and Thane was like, I got the feels. I was like, so do I. Um, so I romanced Caden, then I romanced Thane, and then Thane died, so I cried at Caden. <laughs> and then my third playthrough, which is like in my head, my canon ship, I started off with Caden again because I was like, I'm going to romance Liara, but I just couldn't quit him. It is because he's he's the one who loves you so much, so much! and will take yes. care of you because he loves you. Exactly. He's so misguided in so many ways, so though. And he's so, so boring. But he loves <laughs> but he like loves really you. boring. But also remember that Ashley was there to put his boring into perspective. It's true. Yeah. She's and just he wasn't awful. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She you was got real... boring and you got racist. <laughs> She's a real wild card. Did any of us save her? Did any of us save Ashley? No, no, I did. 
You did? You guys did? Okay. So here's the problem. I remember Aaron had already played, my boyfriend had already played this and was like deeply ashamed when he saw that I saved Ashley. But all I knew, all I was working with at the time, because I hadn't talked to her really enough to figure out that she was like a racist Mm D-bag. But at the time, all I knew was that Caden has requested to die like 10 times. And I was like, you know what? Fucking do it. Fine. Fine. So I was like, between the two of them, is it somebody, if somebody keeps asking and then he's like, well, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So if I play it through again, maybe I'll try and save him and see what happens. But I didn't make an informed choice. (laughs) The humans were so dumb and boring and the aliens were so much better that I just like, boop, the first time. I was like, I don't care. You're like, neither of you will be in my party. Yeah. 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 That's Mm -hmm. what I I didn't end up playing with Ashley ever. Right. Because like. There was Garrus and Rex and Liara and Tali. Yep. So why would I put a human in my party? True. Yep. Leave Caden back at the ship yep. to yep. wait for you in bed and be like, um, <laughs> yeah. What happened with that playthrough, though, when I did finally quit Caden was beca- because Garrus had gotten under my skin slowly but surely. Oh, yeah. And just, I ended up madly in love with Garrus. Garrus is the best. It's though, in all choice. of my fanfic, Shepard is just in a straight up poly relationship with both Caden and Shepard. <laughs> with Caden and uh, Garrus. Aww. That makes sense. That makes nice. sense, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, my shepherd. Oh, boy. Uh, so I didn't know what I was doing when I was playing Mass Effect. Uh, I decided to play all three games in a week because I had a week off from work and Pokemon was about to come out. And I realized that if I didn't finish all three Mass Effect games, I was never going to do it. This is true. So in the span of a week, I beat all three games. I downloaded a utility that let me make Barack Obama in Mass Effect. So and good. I made President Commander Barack Obama Shepard. <laughs> the, so the, the game footage is, is The game footage is yeah. really good. Uh, he refused to use guns, so he was a punch boy the entire time. <laughs> and wow. he didn't have any time for any of this. He was very tired. He did not romance anyone because he didn't have time. Uh, no. He hung out a lot with Morton uh, to the point where Morton was like, we had the conversation, Morton was like, it's kind of weird, you know, you know, if had to try human, would try you. And I was like, whoa, man, that's not what I meant at all. It's just everyone else is like a mess of hormones, and you're the only person who I can talk to about the mission. So, like, Barack Obama and Morton got along really well. But uh, romance options-wise, I just, I never went there. I had priorities to take care of. There was a galaxy What to else save. is there to do in that game? I did 100% completion. Yeah. For each game in a week? I had to do, uh, I wanted my readiness to be all the way up, and Jonathan didn't tell me that uh, the latest DLC, yeah. you don't you have to 100% threshold, everything, yeah. and it drops the threshold. And yeah. I needed a perfect ending, so I needed to do yeah. everything. So right. I didn't have time for smooching. <laughs> so the, pranks? Oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no you, you first. Didn't you watch me do Citadel? Well, I was yeah. saying, yeah. I was just going to say, but then in some sense, didn't you not? 100% the game? Ooh. Ooh. No, because I just watched the YouTube videos later. Oh, Not the same. Not the same at all. <laughs> no. Um, Don't let that slip. So when we watched Deanna's Citadel, the way I remember it, and that's key, because we had gone out for drinks. Oh my where god, we, we were had, so drunk. We, had, we got together because both of us were fun employed, so we had a pitcher of margaritas. And then the waitress came over once we finished this pitcher, and she was like, would you like another pitcher? And we like we looked at each other, we looked around, but we were the only two people at the table, and then we just said yes, because we're like, sure. And then we were drunk, and we, like, Frank was like, I need to go, I need to go play Citadel and finish this game. Let's go, let's go do it and then we did the party like yep. the party citadel dlc while Dead. drunk Dead. while plastered and it was amazing and it was amazing so you, and then, you, you cosplayed tolly basically <laughs> in, in spirit and then my favorite part is that we finished citadel and we're like on the couch like our soul is broken we're so sad we missed this game and it was completely dark and jonathan like came home and was just like looking at us like rocking on the couch he's like 
Did, are you guys okay? It was like, like BioWare! It was like 4 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was a late lunch. Let's go into this actual game yeah. uh, and talk a little bit about the system. Uh, we have adapted Everyone is John. Uh, I say we. Becca adapted Everyone is John. Uh, and we've adapted it to Everyone is Shepard. When we went into this game, there are a few things that Becca and I decided. And one was that Shepard's gender is not going to be clear. Uh, we are going to use the term they for Shepard at all points. Uh, also, this can be anyone's Shepard, which means that we're not going to mention Caden or Ashley. So cool. things that lock you into particular choice are not going to be, you know, clear here. Uh, and then Becca said a little stuff about the setting. Becca, do you want to talk a little bit about the system and like, or do you just want to? Sure, I can talk a little bit about the system. Yeah. So uh, the game will take place, I, it goes between Mass Effect, the end of Mass Effect 2, and we're saying that Shadow Broker has happened, but Mass Effect 2 arrival has not happened. Mm -hmm. So everything's on fire, Reapers are still coming, but nothing's like the end of the world yet like but no, shepherd is not on trial yet like there no no planets of batarians have been genocided yet <laughs> um but the elusive man is very angry for one reason or the other because mm -hmm. it seems to me i personally always made like i blew up the thing and the elusive man got mad mm -hmm. but it seemed like even if you worked with him he yeah. was mad at you yeah. so no, he's much. Like yeah, dark he's... martin sheen yeah <laughs> so we're just saying he's mad i figure you stole a ship and went rogue mm -hmm. so cool. um so yeah so there are three things on a character sheet. One is willpower, which we're using pennies, uh, which I realize will be a hilarious podcast. No, choice. those kind okay? of noises are exactly what like perfect because then they know it's a game, and I'm not just pretending what all the roles are. So yeah, everybody has one d six. That's what we'll be rolling. Willpower are these is these pennies. Uh, each player has either ten or seven willpower, depending on the number of skills they have chosen. Chosen. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Um. Skills are basic things like, what are the examples I give? Good shot or good at persuading people by lifting them off the ground with their minds. Um, and then you have an obsession, which is you have one obsession. You can complete it as many times as you want to complete it. Obsessions are ranked level one, two, or three. And basically at the end, you take a tally of how many times you completed you your obsession. You take a tally. <laughs> um and multiply it by the level, and that's the number of points that you have. And the person with the highest points will get to, say, the epilogue. So think a little bit of, like, what kind of epilogue to this mission you want. <laughs> and if you're the lucky one, you can... That'll be it. That'll be the wrap-up to the story. Yeah. Obsession skills, willpower, that's what's on a character sheet. And you asked us to keep it secret for now? Yeah, keep it secret from each other. If you have any questions, I can look and answer <laughs> questions. Or Method of play is pretty simple. So the way that I did it here is that we have the influential crew member. That's the crew member that Shepard's going to kind of look to in that moment. So we will, everyone will put out a hand with the number of willpower tokens that they want to bid. And then I will do a count of three. And at three, you can all reveal. And whoever has the highest n number of tokens will be the one that is in control of Shepard or influencing Shepard. Um, if we have, say, two bets of three, then we will roll off and the person with the highest number will gain the influence. And willpower is gained back anytime Shepard kind of nods off. <laughs> um, we'll do a roll for influence and then everyone that already has a positive number of willpower, so not zero, will get a willpower token. And if it seems unbalanced and we're just like blowing through willpower, then I'll start rewarding willpower. Or we'll just start a new session. Or we'll start a new session. Yeah. So. That too. 
Cool. Yeah. So That's if how you, save, point work, save points work in a video game. You're exactly. like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> if, you, work. if you bid willpower, willpower, do you lose it no matter what? If you bid and win, you lose it. If you oh. bid and lose, you keep it. You keep I it. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I have also tried to think of a cool way to do interrupts. I don't have a good idea, but if anybody has a good, like, functional way, because I was like, it's Mass Effect 2. Like, the interrupts were... That was great. <laughs> so, what do you mean a cool way to do interrupts for you or for everyone else? For like, if a, if a scene is going, I'll uh-huh. say for you guys. So Shepard is just chilling. You guys yeah. are you are mm-hmm. the ones in control. So if a moment for interrupt comes up, and you have a really good one in mind, pay like, three tokens to immediately make the interrupt work. There you go. go. Sure. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. I wanna save the galaxy from existential threat. From Cerberus, Leviathan, and stuff that's bigger yet. I will travel the mass relays, searching for allies. From Turian to Quarian, and maybe the Rachni. Mass Effect, gotta save them all. We don't know who we can trust. Mass Effect, fight the Reaper threat. And free all of Legion's death. Mass Effect, fight the Reapers, I know we'll win. With Prophy the Prophean, someone else would get it wrong. Mass Effect, gotta save them all, gotta save them all, Mass Effect. Okay, take it away, Shepard. All right, so the way that this game works is we start off with a bid for influence over Shepard. So if you guys want to go ahead and pick up a number of tokens and put your hands out with the tokens in your hand. And remember, you can bid as many tokens as you want. If you succeed in the bid, you will lose that number of tokens. If you do not succeed, you will keep your tokens. You can bet anything from zero to ten tokens. Of, that would Don't do that. <laughs> All right, everyone ready? One, two, three, and reveal. Anyone two, got more important zero? Here. Okay. So... We are opening into a dark space. Everyone is fully kitted out. It's clear that you were out, you were doing something. Shepard kind of pushes themselves up into a sitting position and is shaking their head a lot. There's a little bit of ambient light, and it seems as though there's some sort of message trying to come through Shepard's Omni tool. And Shepard just kind of looks around, very disoriented, and then looks over and says, Jack? What's up, Captain Fantastic? What's what's going on? I I don't I don't know. I Where where are we? And I don't know. What the fuck is this? The What um, the fuck is going on? Jack immediately stands up and begins pounding on walls and generally being strange. So the walls are made of stone. Uh, as you kind of walk around, you notice that it seems like you're in more of a tunnel. It's not a cave. It's a large tunnel. Um, your other crewmates are all there, just kind of similarly getting themselves up. Shepard stands up and is still shaking their ha- head and pushes a button on the Omni tool, which is making strange static kind of noises. And you sound something was going, Commander! Commander! Shepard can't seem to get it to work. Uh, Morden touches something on the side of his neck, and a light comes out, and then there's like little spotlights that are coming around. 
And then Jack- he's just looking left and right. Jack yells down the hallway, Hey, whoever's doing this, you have exactly zero seconds to come forward or else I'm going to kill you. Your voice echoes down the hallway and is bouncing off the walls. It sounds like it's a really large area. And you guys notice that Shepard's starting to kind of tilt over again. Tali uh, runs up to Shepard and kind of tries to stabilize them a little bit. Shepard, how, how do you feel? Are you all right? I, I can't... I... I can't seem to think, to think straight. And you're hearing again, Commander! Commander! Morden runs up to Shepard, takes out one of those little doctor things, and mm-hmm. then checks your pupils. Mm-hmm. Are they dilated? Full like- dilation. And what's more, you notice that you can see a few kind of cybernetic things going on there. Like, it seems like the actual tech of Shepard in, in their eyes is going a little crazy. Ah, Problematic. Uh, I start, like, I take my little Omni-Tool out and I start doing, like, beep-booping a little bit. Uh, can I make a check to try to figure out what's going on? So, you can make checks when you're the influential character. Oh, okay. So, everyone can kind of, I'm saying all the characters are there and you guys can say things, but the only person that can actually do, like, a big success or fail thing is the person that has influence. Okay. So, Jack comes back over, um, and I goes, what's wrong with, what's wrong with them? What is wrong with them? Hey, hey, Dr. Einstein, what's going on? Morden calmly keeps booping and then looks up and says, gathering more data. This is the worst. Shep, Shep, Shep. And she starts shaking really, mm-hmm. really hard. Uh, um, Morden uh, puts a hand on his, on your arm. Advice caution. Okay, well, what am I going to do that's not worth Commander! Right going on? Com- Commander! Or, can you come in, Christ, Edie? Nothing's working. Can, can they, why can't we find them? Jack grabs, the, grabs Shep's arm and goes, who is this? What's going on? It's Joker. Who else would have... Where are you guys? Oh, Joker. Uh, I don't know, but you should come get us. I, where are you? We. I can't find you. There was some sort of weird zappity thing, and... I can explain for them, Joker. Shepard, we seem to have lost you while you were on a reconnaissance mission. We were sent here by some sort of beacon that we believe was Cerberus. Cerberus. While we were there... An EMP device seemed to go off, and it was attuned to your DNA. They have found a way to compromise Shepard. Fascinating. Oh, no. Also problematic. Fucking Cerberus. Shepard, look, all of this gobbledygook is really interesting, but you guys need to get back to the ship. I don't feel good here. You need to get back to the ship. We're on the surface. All right. Um, can Shep walk? Uh, Shepard can kind of stumble along. No, I'm, uh, uh, I will, uh... I will sort of like try and put an arm out and like help help Shep get down the down the street or down the tunnel here. Uh, Jack's skills are uh, not suited to these kinds of encounters, but we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, can I can I send a drone down the hallway? Yeah. Um, uh, can I slap you with Omni Omni Gel? Sure. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Liara is just trying to see if any of her communications equipment works so she can figure right. out who might have done this. Right. Awesome. It seems like everything that is tech-related still works, uh, but it's a little bit on the fritz. Um, so nothing is, like, permanently destroyed from what you can tell, but Shepard's acting, like, really weird and seems like at some points, like, as they're walking, their leg might not work right. Uh, there's a few, like, weird, like, the yoga stretch that Shepard does, like, kind of glitches out oh, for no. a minute. Um, and as you're walking, you notice that there are, you see a faint light that's kind of moving up ahead. 
Uh, Jack sees the light and immediately wants to like reach out mm-hmm. with some sort of with some sort of biotic power with the goal of grabbing said thing and lifting it into the air. Cool. As is her, as is her want. Cool. Does she get anything? Can I? So, can I? Can I roll to see if I get anything? You certainly can. I have two relevant skills. Then, then you're good. Uh, so you'll roll, and what you want to get is a three or above. Okay. I'm going to roll my skill persuading people by picking them up in the air with her mind. Awesome. And really quick before you roll, one other use of willpower tokens is if you want to make the, like basically in this case, if you wanted two and above, you could spend one willpower gotcha. token. It's one to one ratio. Gotcha. Um, I will roll and see how I do. You hear that? We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> rolling happened great wait is that bad or good that's good good um so the light jerks into the tunnel it was it seems like as it jerks in that there was a bit of a bend and the light is being held by a cerberus officer who's in full regalia who seems really confused and as they're going up towards the ceiling they go they're over here <laughs> um i immediately would like to use a second skill which mm-hmm. is Killing people by picking people up with her mind and then dropping them. <laughs> oh my Excellent. god! Uh, which I will roll for again. Excellent. Um, which I also succeed at and dash him against the ground. You kind of do like a up against the ceiling, down against the floor. He yeah. bounces a little more and seems slow. Yeah. Um, I and... turn back and I say, "Fucking Cerberus! There's no negotiating. Everybody into battle mode." Yep. And as you say that, three more Cerberus angels come around. Aim and start firing. Damn. So Wait, you're still in. It's yep. just me? Yep. Well, I would like to again roll. <laughs> Picking people up by my, with my mind and killing them by throwing them on All the right. ground. I succeed again with awesome. a five. A vicious awesome. success. A vicious success. So you managed to do it with one guy. Unfortunately, he stopped shooting and doesn't take out anybody else. Oh, no. And right in that moment, uh, bullets are pinging around and Shepard goes out. No! So we need a bid for control. Ooh. Hmm. All right. Everybody ready? Yep. <clears throat> One, two, Oops. three, reveal. All right. Well, we got two, 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 and three. All right. Holly Zora. So you've got two service agents shooting at you down the hallway. I'm saying there's, there's a little bit of rubble in the situation. It's not just a fish in a barrel kind of thing, but. Okay, uh, so Tali is going to, I, I think she's going to try to rally everybody to get to some sort of defensible position uh, right. to protect protect Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also looking, are, are we getting into a part of the tunnel that has tech around or it has rooms or is it still rocks in a tunnel? It seems like it has definitely been made, this mm-hmm. tunnel. There are little, it looks like the Cerberus agents definitely came out of a room mm-hmm. and it seems like down in that direction there's a little bit more mm-hmm. of actual purpose like somebody set this tunnel up so oh. you're starting to see like maybe there are a few like wires around but mm-hmm. nothing much more than that okay i would like to use uh go for the oculars the oculars <laughs> uh, so tali sends her drone going forth everybody get down <laughs> and so i make a check mm-hmm. i rolled a four Excellent. and i'm skilled in it uh, you're the service agent that the drone goes for is starts to speak into a radio. It's like, all right, we've got them in. Ah! <laughs> and you get an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so the other service agent is looking and 
He turns and starts to run. All right, get him. <laughs> so we're going to run after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I am. I assume everyone else can continue narrating what they're doing. It's yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally doing what I was doing, which mm-hmm. is finding people, mm-hmm. picking them up in the air, yep. and throwing them on the ground. Yep. Uh, I'm scanning Shepard. Yep. I imagine occasionally I'm I'm yelling at Garrus like I've got him up, take him down. Yep. <laughs> and and as would befit Garrus, he is taking them down. Yeah. So. Excellent. And I've put a protective shield around Shepard nice. and nice. also nice. the doctor. Very good. Nice. Um, uh, is anyone in that room up ahead? That they came uh, out of? You go around and peek around the, the room, and it seems like it was just the three agents there. But there's definitely like you see footprints disturbing the dirt. Like it seems like it's a pretty used place. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think we need to create a device to help us get past this EMP that is uh, restraining our communication. You help me find tech to, to build something of that nature. So I'd like to make a check to build uh, some sort of communication device to at least get our bearings or get uh, Joker to be able to tell us more about where we're at and how to get out of here. Um, unless that communication has started working again, which it didn't seem... It's still a little on and off. I would love for Liara to be able to get out because you have contacts. I do not. I do. Uh, so at, as you say, like, look for tech, uh, Morden steps towards Shepard and says, hmm, possibly problematic, and then steps backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I rolled a six. And I'm Perfect. And I'm skilled in that sort of thing. Um, cool. So I think Liara, uh, maybe with the help of everybody else, starts mm-hmm. fashioning this, um, this, uh, you know, ha- very hacked, cobbled together, kind of beacony looking thing. Yeah. Is everything secretly a beacon in this mm-hmm. universe? Yes. Why is everything a beacon? Yeah. We're making All a beacons. beacon, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I, you make this beacon, and um, but it's uh, just based out of the pieces I've put together. It looks mm-hmm. like this um, kind of enormous uh, fish. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, sure. uh, yeah, it's it's about the size of like a you know a small lap dog, <laughs> nice. uh, but it's a big old fish. It's a catfish. It's got barbels, nice. which are part of the nice. the antennae for for you know. Uh, connection. So, could we use that to? Um, can Can Liara use that to get out to better contacts to figure out who this might have been? Right. So, I feel like the Normandy you, can only tell us so much. When you go to use it, it seems like it can't quite penetrate out that far. Uh-huh. But what you do get is two kind of reading sites where there might be some sort of EMP action going on. Cool. One is indeed mm-hmm. Shepard. Mm-hmm. And the, another one is kind of pointing, like there's the room and there seems like there's another exit through the room. It's kind of pointing off in that direction. You're getting a reading okay. from that direction. Um, one other thing that happens is that when Shepard kind of stumbles into the room, uh, they put out their hand and kind of lean on the beacon, and all of a sudden, just like they shake their head and go, "I feel a lot better," and take their hand off, and then just kind of like stumble again. Uh, Morden like catches you, steadies you, says, "Fascinating," and then pushes you towards the beacon. Yeah. Uh, so Shepard <laughs> puts their hand back on the beacon, and it's just kind of like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Morden uh, Morden turns to Liara and says. Dr. Sassoni, have suggestion. Shape biotic barrier covering Shepard from our communications devices. One localized source of the EMP. Already on top of it. Um, so Shepard is now encased in this thing. And you can hear coming through, which, uh, through Tolly's. Oh, 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 should leave air bubble for air. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That's protocol. I've encountered this problem before. Or actually, to be really creepy, you know what? Shepard like was fine. Shepard was totally fine. (laughs) It's because Shepard's like, not again, (laughs) never again. (laughs) Air, (laughs) (laughs) air, only once. Air. (laughs) 
Please heal. Jeez. Oh, goodness. Apologies, Commander. <laughs> no worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, so, Tali, your Omni tool starts beeping, and Joker comes through much clearer and was just like, you're showing up on us, on the on the readings now. I can see you. I can see you. What's going on? <laughs> I dropped you off at a site about, what is this? 300 kilometers from where you are? How did you get there? Uh, that is not clear to us either. Uh, Shepard, uh, does, does anyone have a memory of, of how we got here? Negative. Mm. Not here. I feel like I've taken a boatload of chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we have. Uh, okay, what, so what's... How can you tell? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty aware of the effects of various chemicals. A lot of them are great. You should try it sometime. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, come down to the bunk. It'll be good times. I got all sorts of stuff you can shoot up. Shepard, is any of your memory coming back now that you're connected to the beacon? Well, there was something we, there was, well, there's definitely Cerberus activity, but it was something to do with the Geth. We were, Tali needed something and we came here to get it. I, I think we're near the Geth. Well, that makes everything look a lot brighter now, doesn't it? <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, but first we, uh, so there's this other, e- just in char- out of character, uh, there's this other EMP source. Yeah. And we think if like we got rid of that, it would help there. a lot of the mm-hmm. rest of us slash that may be a lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Garris, want to, uh, take point as we go toward the EMP? Sure thing. Um, and Garrus will head out ahead, maybe using Tali's remote as a light or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Nice. Send the drone forward. Great. Right, so let me see in the next room. We start trekking we split the along. Party. Oh, I think we're all going the oh. same room. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah, I think we're all going yeah. the same place. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. sounded so excited to split the party. <laughs> yeah. So as we start going Nobody along, split the party. Uh, you hear like some very strange, distinct rumbling. And I can't do it, but like the far, the distant chitterings of indeed some geff. Mm. And it seems like you're going down one place, you come out of the room, you're going down one tunnel, and uh-huh. then that's kind of like off to the right. It's as you're going, the tunnel kind of opens up. It looks like it's been very, like very much mined. And as you're walking, you start to realize that you're seeing more and more tech and the tech that you're seeing seems very familiar to Tali. Like, it could be Quarian tech. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, who? Uh, do I remember anything about this? Is this is this a planet, like, presumably Joker said what planet we were on, or what? Uh, Joker has not said it, but he can if he... Joker, tell us what planet we're on. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Yay, exciting. It, Sorry. Uh, jo- yeah, yeah, I want that. I want look that. in the codex. <laughs> Joker, where the Kila are? Did you leave us? What planet is this? You're on Dolan. Do I? I left you on Dolan. You, do, are you guys seriously not remember? How freaked out should I be right now? Like, should I, should I, should out. I get off the surface right now? Because also, it's really hot here. Like, do not walk outside. Oh, seriously. Boy. It's Darcy. like very Bullshit. warm. Bush oh, Bush. Yeah, Bush yes. Uh, and then Edie 
chimes in and says that the planet you're on is Gotha. Uh, it's a very small planet. It's closely orbiting a red, a red giant star. If you do go outside, you will be immediately killed without the proper protection of an exosuit and some sort of vehicle. Hmm, undesirable outcome. We would like to come and pick you up, but we need to stay in the shade side of the planet, and your location currently puts you in the direct sun side. Is this the fucking planet we made in After the Empire? No. Okay. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, Are we wearing exosuits? You're wearing just your standard fight em, shoot 'em up gear. Were we wearing exosuits, Joker? <laughs> when you left? Uh, no, you, I mean, the normal kind of helmet oh, stuff, but nothing. You, you guys got side. in the Mako and you drove away. We still have the Mako. The Mako didn't mysteriously vanish for this version of the game. <laughs> oh, I see. But Joker, you don't know where the Mako is. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting zero read on the Mako right now, which is the normal way for the Mako to operate, but yeah. I, I can't, I can't find it. I, I just can't find it. And Edie says, Tali Zora, this seems to be the same star that you were studying when you were wandering about the dark energy problem. Hastrum is the planet that is nearby, that we did fight some sort of large thing. You guys didn't let me down for that. I don't have a body yet. I wasn't there. Cerberus's AI capabilities, quite surprising. Equipment, though, leaves much to be desired. Mm. Agreed. They do a lot with their junky tech, though. Um, goodness, uh... What what do we know about uh, the synthetic life forms on here? Uh, is is the Geth here uh, with Cerberus or? It does not seem as though the Geth and Cerberus are working together. They're working together, they keep shooting at each other. Also, this place is swarming with Geth. There only seem to be a few Cerberus agents. They came in after we landed. Geth somehow shielded from EMP device. Intriguing. Did Cerberus follow us here? It seems like they may have. Fucking Cerberus. We did everything we could to scrub all of the tracers, but they do have the resources to achieve something like this. Hmm. Are we still walking towards this? The EMP thing? Yeah, EMP? I think so. Yeah. All right. It looks like the scale of this planet is quite large, so we have long we have long hallway no, slash exactly. elevator. Um, like the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Horizontal. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if Morden touches the beacon that Shepard's touching? <laughs> Try it. <laughs> oh, would love to do science, but also have self-preservation instinct. Do you know? Uh, nothing I've created would harm you. <laughs> Definitely not true. <laughs> um, well, there was that one time. Yeah, I'm not going to touch you. <laughs> uh, so as you guys are walking and kind of communicating, did you have a question? Nope. Everything's going on. Everything seems fine. And the geth noises start to get a little louder. They seem like they're coming almost through the walls, it seems, and that's very well, strange. That's not good. Uh Shepard's looking around and is just like, what are they what what is what is are they in the stone? What's going on? As they're walking on the stone, they trip. Uh hand comes off the beacon and they hit the ground. That's our show for this week, heroes. Join the crew of the Normandy in two weeks as they continue to unravel this mystery. Adventure is on the OneShot Network, which it shares with a variety of wonderful shows including Neoscum. Neoscum is a future fantasy comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders, a chromehead decker, a teenage candy junkie klepto, a kid's show wizard with a petulant thirst for adventure, and the nastiest trucker this side of the robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew as they dole out street justice to every deed they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. 
See you next time, heroes.